Welcome to the Wednesday Word. I'm your host today, Jacob Euchre, and I'm here with with Sean Hughes, and we're going to talk about Sean's faith journey and um, what he has has accomplished in the church and all the things that he's done to serve serve God through the church. And we are coming to you um, over the internet through uh, Zoom or a Zoom equivalent. So. Um, Good morning, Sean. How are you? I'm excellent. Yeah, thanks for asking. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I got my coffee, and uh, it's a lovely day outside. So I, I think uh, all things are good right now. So uh, you and I, we were just talking before this. You and I haven't officially met, so um, it's good to very very good to meet you. Um, and. You, I certainly uh, have seen you in the sound booth and talking about small groups and stuff. But really, what let, I, I wanted to start at the beginning okay. and talk about your faith journey and see where you, you know, where you started and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in a in a little country town in Northern California, and um, I, you know, I grew up going to this little country church. Really, it was on the edge of town. Um, just surrounded by the country and I think it was a great place to grow up because you know my little town there wasn't a lot of people in it um and so the church was really a great place for the community to gather and you know I grew up one of my earliest memories of going to church there is is um in in you know Sunday school is like maybe a three or four year old you know learning John three sixteen and that's really, you know, my first real memory of church. Um, but, you know, I can close my eyes today and just and, and picture every last detail of this place because it's a, such an influence on my life. And, right. you know, as I grew up, um, I, I kind of, you know, came came to church regularly and didn't come to church regularly. Um, but when I was in high school, I started teaching Sunday school there. Uh, and, um, you know, working with the youth at that time, it was really exciting. It was really fun. Um, it was me and some friends teaching a Sunday school and, you know, it's, it's, it's different when you, you're being taught the stories versus when you're teaching the stories, right? Sure. You gotta like know what's going on and be ready for all kinds of questions and everything. Yeah, for sure. And what what um what grade level or like how old were the kids that you were you were teaching? So that's a good question. I want to say they were like first, second, third graders. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, little kids, you know. So it was the story of Jonah. It was, you right. know, the story of the Good Samaritan. You know, it was just it was a good stuff. And um, yeah. and so I did that for a couple of years. Um, I I did actually get a chance to preach a couple times at church on yeah. Sunday. I loved it. It was great. Um, I, I mean, I feel like when you're that age and you're up in front of everybody and you've got everybody's eyes on you, it's like a kind of a formative thing. I mean, it, it really is, uh, uh, sets you on a path for like, um, the, the, the feeling of like, you have to have your communication skills and, and the spotlights on you. It's, uh, it's like a great way to start, you know, as a kid. It is. It's intimidating, right? Because you got a hundred people yeah. or 120 people just staring at you and and they're all quiet, right? 
right. praying and or they're yawning right <laughs> and you're just like you know is this making a difference am i am i am i stumbling on my words um yeah you know and then you have to rely on your preparation and and um it, it turned out well we had two services at that church and and both wow. um it turned out real well it was, it was a great experience yeah and then like as it did you stay there as uh at, you know like after high school or do you, you end up leaving yeah so i didn't i i uh so graduated high school and then went to college um and um you know on and off through college i went with my my dad and my stepmom to a Methodist church in Sacramento and um, nothing regularly. I wasn't involved. You know, I was really more involved in myself than anything else. Sure. Um, and it, you know, my wife and I, um, we were actually married by a Methodist preacher. Um, there was a little church down oh, awesome. the street from where we lived. Um, oh, no. And uh, <laughs> she, she married us amazing lady and uh you know then we had we 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 got married young um and we we had kids young and that took up most of our life and uh you know about 10 years ago we moved to las vegas and um you know that that's where i i i say my faith journey really started is is coming to las vegas uh -huh. Um, oh, really? Interesting. Because, you know, as a kid, I had the background, right? And and I, I was talking to yeah. someone about this yesterday. Like, as kids, you know, you don't really have an option to go to church, right? Your parents bring you and, and you go and you do yeah. the things and, you know, but as an adult, you have the option, right? It's your choice. Right. And so we moved to Las Vegas and we didn't know anybody, but we were just a few blocks from Desert Spring and we're like, Let's go to Desert Spring. Right. When, yeah. when, uh, well, like, what year was this? Just Well, it was right after they opened the new uh, sanctuary. Oh, okay. It opened okay. in December of, um, yeah, what, was, what it? was it, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere like there. So, we, so we've been going to church there now for, I, I want to say, better part of nine years, 10 years. Gotcha. Maybe. Yeah. And so Pastor Pastor Dave was obviously pastor then. So this was this was I want to call it like pre Pastor Dave, like not the Pastor Dave we we see today, but this is the Pastor Dave with the really long hair. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely Pastor Dave. I mean, you know, he. <laughs> it, it's funny because I don't know if you feel this way, Jacob, but like when I walk into church, you feel like you're at home. And yeah. That first Sunday when we're sitting in the pews, I mean, I could tell you the exact pew we sat in and where we sat. You know, I remember listening to a uh, pastor preach and it's like, this is it. This is home. Right. Right. Yeah. You definitely, I think, um, <clears throat> I haven't gone to a lot of churches, um, some, but you, you, it, because like, like you, we've been, we've been at Desert Spring a long time. You get used to the feeling of, yeah walking into a building of people you know but when you're new it's very striking the things you pay attention to and how it feels and um i hope i mean i it's hard to pay attention to now for me but i, I hope those that come in 
feel exactly what you feel when you know when you walk in that it is comfortable and uh, a good atmosphere. You you were you were when we were talking before you're saying you you have two boys, yeah, um, and you probably get the same thing. Speaking of home, you get the same thing I would imagine from people who've been there a long time, where you see uh, other people in the church see your kids grow, and and it's like you see the same people when you walk into church, and they they greet you with a smile, but they also usually have a man. I can't believe how big your kids have gotten. Yeah, because right. They've seen them that it's like you know um the same thing you would get when you went to see somebody in your family you haven't seen for a long time and it's like wow ah, look how big you've got you know they have that the same faces and the same yeah you said like as you came to desert spring it's like there's a there's a choice for coming to, to church when you're older yeah um what was it that did you guys just decide okay we need a we need a church home um, or, you know, what was there something like for me when my oldest was born, it was like this kind of let's reorient your life uh, right. and what's important and everything. Is it just sort of like you make the decision of um, let's let's go to church? Yeah, definitely. Definitely that. I mean, you know, we we came to Las Vegas not knowing a single person here. And so, you know, we we didn't have a community and we were trying to find, yeah, our church role in, our, in a community. Um, and, and I think desert spring offers both of that. Yeah. We've met some amazing friends at church, you know, we've had amazing experiences and it, it it's community, it's home. And so can you talk a little bit about like the thing? I know you, you, you worked in the, the sound booth. Yeah. Um, and, what like talk about some of the things that you it's funny because um there's been a bunch of conversations that i've been on where it's like oh sean sean's doing this or like uh the kitchen remodel yeah you know you know talk talk a little bit about some of the involvement that you've had and experience yeah so yeah we we i started coming to church and and definitely got involved pretty quickly in church um and pretty quickly um, you know, moved into the sound booth. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be on staff there for seven years in the sound booth. And, um, wow. it's, it's, I, I don't, I, I don't, I can't find the words. I love the sound booth. I love being a part of the church. I love being part of that environment. You know, it's, it's amazing because when you're, when you're there in the sound booth, right, you see everything. You know, you get behind the scenes, a, a view of everything of pastor, you know, prepping for the sermons. You know, I've been um, to numerous memorial services, you know. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. It's it's you're really like just thrust in the life of the church. Um, right. And it's it's been so rewarding uh, because you you do get to share all those moments with people, you know. Um, and, yeah. you know, I also lead uh, a small group, uh -huh. which is my, yeah. my favorite thing. It's, 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 it's the ministry that I, I love the most. Um, it means more to me than, you know, all seven years working in the sound booth. And, um, it's, it's this group that my wife and I have, have been a part of for, I don't know, six, seven years now. 
and you know it changes people come and go but just the fellowship of that group um you know listening to people's stories watching people grow watching people in in their faith journey right um right i I just i can't put words like i'm on on how how amazing it is to to see that to be part of that so um i know you know when we in church when small groups start up and everything we talk a little bit about it but if you don't mind like talk about what it what it's like you know especially for somebody who's going to sign up in their 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 brand new and and uh it's like you walk into somebody's home and you know what is how's how's it work yeah so uh, uh that's a great question and i think you know um i'm i really want you to join also <laughs> okay um, but my small group, so it's it's morphed over the years. And it was, you know, when we first started, it was when the church first started doing community groups and it was open to everybody. And it's great. Mm-hmm. We have people, you know, um, that have been retired and we have people my age and and everything in between. And, you know, it's it's great to hear those stories, to have those those experiences. Um, but through the years, you know, I really wanted to bring the group. I really wanted to make, see, I I think, let me step back. The church didn't have a program or any place for somebody in their thirties and forties to go. Right. And I really wanted this group to be a place that people in their thirties and forties can come and and gather together and, and, and share a time of fellowship and study, you know, study the gospels and, and, and grow. And, and that's really where our group, is today um Mm -hmm. the group is great we we have just started doing this in the last six months but we always start off the first half hour with a potluck so um, okay and everybody brings something and we sit down and we just spend half an hour socializing and catching up and and, um it's just it's just a time to spend together it's amazing and then you know then we start off in our in our in our study um and currently we're we're still doing the journey by adam um hamilton oh right the one that uh we started for advent right right yeah so our group my group meets every other week um and the nice thing is 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 we're really flexible so a lot of us have young kids and there are times where we all can't get together so we're just like all right we're not going to meet this week we'll, we'll catch up the following week so right it's not this regimented thing you have to go every week we are really open yeah. and flexible and i i love that part of the group um and you know like i said we've been together for so long um and we'll do the church study sometimes and sometimes we decide to do our own study oh that's um, awesome and it's it's great and and what we do we have this agreement with each other that we you know everything that we share in the group is secret right i'm Uh not going to come on here and tell you the story of you know this person or that person that's their story that's their you know they told the group that in confidence um and yeah sometimes it's a therapy session right and sometimes it's you know we're, we're we're studying the word of god and so it's just a, it's a safe place to explore 
you know, your thoughts and your feelings on religion and asked questions. And, you know, we all support each other. It's, it's, it's a great group. Right. It's um. so this is something, I mean, that's, it's probably evident to everyone else, but it's sort of something that I've started thinking about is, is um, when you, Pastor Dave has used the um, the analogy of a, a house, and when you let Christ into your house, um, you know there's there's parts that you would let a stranger look into because, you know, you keep it tidy and clean and everything. And there's parts of your house, um, parts of your life that aren't so nice, um, and it's it's to allow someone. Um, access into that part of your life, into that part of your house, it's, um, you're making yourself vulnerable. You are. And part of that is uh, you, if you're going to make yourself vulnerable to someone in a small group or to God, uh, you know, there's a lot of trust that comes along with that. And um, that's, that's great that, you know, that turns into a fundamental um, sort of rule or, or part of the culture that you create in your small group that sounds i mean that's really important uh to to let people to to grow you know because that's tough i mean spiritual growth is tough or it can be at least yeah it's it is tough um and you know we always you know my my rule is just to try to meet people where they are you know yeah, and sure. we don't i don't we don't force anything on anybody and, you know, yes, yeah. it's let's meet you where you are, where you're at today. Where do you want to go? Um, uh -huh. You know, like I said, when I when I gave this speech at church a while ago, like my one of my favorite stories from the group is we did have somebody who was, you know, a, a self, you know, claimed atheist. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that person no longer is. And I think, right. you know, that that journey between the two. I'm not saying the group's responsible for it, but we've definitely been there along the way with this person um, and, and supported them in their journey. Sure. You, uh, you know, it's not, um, I have a personal, like, uh, every time I see like a picture of, of an angel with wings and they have, you know, their, their white robe and their, their halo, I think that's not how angels work in the Bible. Angels right. are people that look just like you and I, and often they are just people and uh, they, they work to further God's purpose. And that's exactly what it sounds like is going on there is, you know, it's, it's ultimately God that's, that's doing the work or the, through the Holy Spirit, but you guys are the people there doing, being there for that, that whoever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of along that score is how do you see, your faith um in your day-to-day -day life like like with your family with your kids with your job i mean it's tough when when you actually start down your your journey and you're like okay if i'm if i'm really going to take seriously what the gospel says um it's got to change you and and it's got to change everything so how do you how do you kind of see that in your life yeah that's a great question and it so one of the things I talk about often in, in, in the group that I lead is you know my favorite parts of the Bible. And what mm -hmm. I what I 
for me, you know, the defining scripture in the Bible is, you know, when Jesus was asked, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. And Jesus's response is, and you find it in, in multiple gospels, right? So it's not just written once, it's written twice. Yes. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and spirit. And, and right, that's important. And yeah. love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we see throughout the Bible that Jesus, that's, that's who he is. That's the red letters of the Bible, right? That's, you know, the, the story of the Good Samaritan shows us that, right? Yeah. To, to really love your neighbor is to do more than just say hi and wave and, 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 and move on with your day. Right. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to love your neighbor. Oh, right? yeah. It, it's hard. And, you know, I have to constantly remind myself, and my wife does a good job reminding me too, that we don't know where other people in this world are at. You know, we don't, right. we don't know the day they've had, the month, the year. We don't know if they just lost a loved one or, or sure. got married. We don't know. And, and we need to show people grace. We need to show them love, you know, um, and do that with a bit of humility. And and for me, I struggle. I every single day I struggle. There's not a day that goes by, especially working in construction. You know, it's hard, right? Um, yeah. But I I constantly come back to that scripture um, as kind of a point of reference of, of how I really want to lead my life. Right. Yeah, that's uh, um, one of those things, those passages that you read and you're like, yeah, golden rule. I've heard that since I was a kid. You know, it's easy to just sort of take it at face value. But he was saying a lot in that little passage. And, um, you know, I I like how it continues on, too. And it's like, okay, well, who's my neighbor? Basically, who who do I who is not my neighbor? And that's. That's not how it works, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah, and like related to the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Like, so, you know, Samaria and Samaritans, you know, they were the outcasts, right? They were looked down upon. And this, you know, I was unable to make our group meeting this week. So my wife led the group and, you know, her and I were kind of going over some of the material. And I just said, you know, it would be great to ask the question, who are our Samaritans today? Where is our Samaria? Right. You know, and, and it's not hard to find who the outcasts are or where they come from. You know, I mean, um, and, and those are the people that we, we should show love to, right. We shouldn't, we shouldn't make them outcasts. Right. Yeah. And it could be different. I mean, your, your Samaritans might be different than mine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, that but it doesn't matter. It's, you know, what's what's also I like about that passage is the people who passed him by are exactly the people who espouse to be God's servants. Right. And, uh, so, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I, I'm religious and um, and I go to church. And but what are you actually doing? You know? And, and again, I, I struggle. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with that. Um, you know, and and 
and like you said, you know, those people should be God's servants, right? right? But they weren't. They were serving themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you interviewed Julie, um, you touched on this too. Um, it's like this was the uh, the prodigal son story you guys were talking about. And at different points in your life, you identify with different people. Yeah. I struggle too. And it's, uh, I often identify with the people who, who didn't show up, you know, and then it's a matter of like, okay, well, um, what do I, what do I do next time? You know, how do, how do I? Because it's so much easier to not show up, right? It's so much easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's harder. It's harder to do the hard work. It's harder to be vulnerable yeah. and open yourself up and actually love your neighbor, right? Or actually, you know, um, be there. Be there for somebody, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see a homeless person, just be there for them, to help them. Um, yeah. You know, even just to, just to say, hey, you know, God loves you, you know, even that. Right. You know, we, we often cross the street and walk on the other side to avoid those people. Yeah. It's harder to do that work. Yeah. My, uh, I have a four, well, he would say four and a half year old. He, uh, he goes to preschool and they were doing a, a play and it was over the Good Samaritan. And he was so proud of himself, but he was the robber. <laughs> I was like, well, they, everybody's got to play a part, I suppose. Kid, right. But, so where where do you see um kind of where where do you want to go with your your faith journey i don't know if if that's even an answerable question but um you know you do so much already yeah um where i mean where do you hope to to go when you're when your kids are are your age or um that's a it's a great question and i'm gonna be honest i i struggle with that regularly like, you know, on a weekly basis, because I was so involved in the church when I was on staff. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, when I stepped out of that role, it was, it was like something was missing. Sure. You no. Know? Yeah. And, you know, I fill that with my group right now. Um, I'm really excited about this series of podcasts. So um, that fills it. And then definitely, you know, I'm on the board of trustees at church too. Yeah. So, um, you know, that fills it, but that's, there's still a void for me. And I'm still trying to answer that question for myself. What, what is it like, you know, when I was on staff, I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just, I'll quit everything and become a preacher. Like, I think right. that would be really cool. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know where God's leading me right now. Um, and well, and you know, to be fair, um, none of us really do, I think. And uh, it's if we think we have it figured out, we probably don't. Right. So, yeah, that's that's certainly fair. Julie asked me this question and I, I thought uh, it's, it's a tough question. But, you know, if you you picture yourself um, and, and her her experience was having um somebody write their own eulogy um or obituary what what do you hope your legacy is you know at the end of everything and and it's you know who is sean and what did he accomplish 
or maybe not what did he accomplish, but um, what, what do you hope that your, your legacy is for, for your family or those around you? Wow, that is a good question. I am not prepared to answer that one. I know it's so much easier to ask the question than it is to answer it. <laughs> what is my legacy? Um, let's save that for another podcast. How about that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, let's no, no I, I, you know, I try to, to teach my, my boys to be good people, right? Yeah. They could be whoever they want to be in life as long as they're just good. And, you know, I try to give them, I try to give them all the things I didn't have in life, uh -huh. um, you know, growing up the way I did. And, you know, that doesn't mean they're spoiled, but, you know, they definitely have had different experiences than I've had. And I think that makes them more rounded. You know, I push them when they need to get pushed. Um, and I think hopefully it's one of it's, love. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, you can, you can, uh, ultimately if it comes to love, I think, you know, you've done something right. Yeah. You, you mentioned being on the trustees, but, um, every time we go through the little kitchen area and, and, and eat, you know, the men's bathroom, that was always a big thing. I know. When I was on council, they Diane brought up on the uh, from the trustees report. But you know everything is is so nice, uh, and and you're largely responsible for for making that happen. It it wouldn't have happened without you. Um, and you know the 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 impact that you make on on your small group and there's there's a lot. Um, and so I, I, I thank you and, and I'm excited to hear about um, the interviews that you have with, with some of your guests. It makes me think, oh boy, I got to line up some, some guests so we can hear some stories too. I got some good ones coming up. I think you're going to be excited to hear some of these stories. Um, I, yeah. you know, and going back to the kitchen, it was definitely a team effort. I don't, um, you know, I, I just, I know, I know some people, so I, yeah. I made some phone calls and made some things happen, but you know, awesome. being on the board of trustees, it's never a one person show. And, sure. um, and it, it was a fun project. Unfortunately, I was away when they were actually doing the construction. Cause that's my favorite part of any project. Um, so sure. I couldn't actually help with labor, but um, you know, the people who are out there doing it, you know, Bill and Joel and, and you know, all the, yeah. the, the men who showed up, it, it turned out amazing. So yeah, it really, really they did. deserve just as much, if not more credit on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank yes, you. Sir. Yeah. Thank you. All for right. Yeah. I'm going to close us in a word of prayer. Excellent. God, we give thanks to you for all that you do in our church, through our members, through Sean and all the work that Sean does. That is both seen by everybody and by select few and we pray for your continued involvement in in his heart and his families in all of us continue to bless all of us with the tremendous family that we have in each other and in our community 
we ask that we pay attention to how you are moving us through your spirit and give us the strength to to stop and pay attention to those who, who need it and we ask all this in your name amen amen